say hello a third time today because guys it's been a long time since we've been together hopefully for our listeners they've had their six month break and then since then I've put out a number of episodes but we have had a break of about six months since we recorded. Has it been six months? Six yeah months. yeah and we chose a really good place to stop as well because it was <laughs> in the middle of a three parter. Yeah yeah part, part two of a three part story. Um, obviously some of it was enforced upon us but um, we've got together again at last so that's good news. So here we are, and I've got a question to ask you lot. So what is it? The Red Dwarf Podcast! I thought it would be even greater than that after this. this <laughs> Brilliant. Well, here we are in there for Back in the Red or Back to the Red. What is it called? Back in the Red? I can't remember. Back, back, in, the red. back in the Red. Back in the Red. Yeah. Part two. Okay, part Ooh. two. So the, the first question is, did we remember part one before we went into part two? That's a negative, sir. No. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously I'd edited um, our last podcast, so I'd had to watch the program again for that. So I'd had a little catch up, but it had a handy recap. Should we start there? What <laughs> the recap? Hang on, wait a minute. That Matty didn't have a recap, did he? I because, didn't have a recap because you chose to watch the extended version. I didn't choose to. It is the only version I had access to. Okay, and uh, that doesn't have the recap. No, and, uh, so which is because um, actually it started off with a, a nice little caption at the start something about the nanobots and it's what we said it's sort of like smeg nose mm-hmm. I mean it's almost it should have said well it's red dwarf isn't it Who why nose, <laughs> you know. so um, so it's saying why have the nanobots done this smeg nose and that was a little recap and then we had a little bit Matty with Captain Hollister giving us a few details of what had been going on in the last episode oh. and I think he made a couple of uh, witty comments of which I haven't written down I don't know what got into me well nothing sadly what struck me, and I don't know if it was in the last episode, was they were using obviously the old as the ship was going past, mm. and that gave me warm and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did Dan? Did you have a warm and fuzzy? I, I did have a warm and fuzzy, oh, and yeah. it, but it was nice because it takes longer, obviously, to go past now, as we as we find out as in episodes. Giant. Yeah, but I can't remember now if they did that. I think they did use it when they at the end of series seven, possibly. But um, that's it. Anyway, let's let's go top level here. Um, this just for the second episode, Matty, because I know you're going to get confused. Yeah. I'm now you'll be throwing in part threes before we get there <laughs> because you were looking at the extended, but I'm sure you stopped at the appropriate place. Yes. How did you feel about part two here? Well, I think we enjoyed part one, didn't we, as a, as a whole? We yeah. came away thinking, yeah, not a bad start, not a bad start. I don't think I was overly enthusiastic about it, to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I stand by whatever I said in part one. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have a bit of consistency. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. Dan, top level. Oh, uh, look, top level, this continued what I thought was a strong start to the season. Um, and I thought that the start to this season was strong because it followed the season before, among other things. But I think it stands, it stands up well in its own two feet. I think this was a, a, a good follow-up. Okay, Matt, so after uh, maybe not so 
enthusiastic as us in the first one. What about this second episode? I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because we haven't watched it for six months. <laughs> I was so excited. And then the theme and everything. And I just I just really loved it. Yeah. Um, and, and was tittering along like... A tittering thing. A tittering thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was something clever to say, but um, yeah. I think I'm halfway in between that. I think there were some fantastic bits, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was also a bit messy overall. It was. Yeah. It felt like it could have done with a damn good edit. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was a bit all over the place. Well, yeah. I think there were some random ideas in here. I know you're going back to episode one of our podcast the word random came up a lot didn't it Matty but <laughs> but I think um, it felt like there was a few random things thrown in they had, you could tell that they probably had a massive storyboard session and had so many ideas and were like well let's try and put as many of these in as we can mm. I think it's very so, difficult to think of this without thinking of it as part of a trilogy because it is mm. um, and I think that's probably right there were almost some orphan ideas in this but this is the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy Dan uh, possibly possibly <laughs> Um, but I think there were some ideas that we could have gone they could have gone down that route then they didn't so some of them just sort of wafted around a little bit as, as, as loose ends there were one or two bits that, I, that didn't land for me but overall yeah okay let, let's hit the things that did land then because I think there were a lot of things in there and, and, and actually as I was making notes I did feel like in contrast to some of those last episodes in series 7 I had notes to make and funny stuff to write down so uh, Matty hit us with one don't know what got into me. Nothing, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> that one got to me. Very good. Dad. Um, it's black Thai. Thai, Chinese, Ali Temple. <laughs> I'd rather it wasn't black, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're a totally scum-sucking, two-faced, weaselly weasel. Ah, my entry in Who's Who. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a classic a Red Dwarf uh, yeah, totally. line, doesn't it? I've got a few, but I think I like... The plan's working, Listy. Operation Get Rimmer Officerhood Power and Eminence, or GROPE for short. <laughs> it's bang on course. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the start for me was strong. I mean, I'm a fan of the salute. <laughs> I was a fan was of the it, Did it go on too long? I'm going to say it did. No, it didn't. I'm going to say it did. And having done it... Come down, it's the funny barrier. Having done... Yes, and, yeah. and, and we could have a conversation about what constitutes comedy again. But, um, oh, we will. We but, oh, no. Uh, uh, oh, I've got some lined up. You've got yeah. some notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll accept it. But then when he did it again, it was like, okay, this scene needs to move on. No, no, that's the bit I like. No. I like the again bit. The Me too. Yeah. I initially thought, this is going on too long. And then when he brings his hand down and he's doing his waving hand by the side, and then at the end of that scene, having it reversed, and I, I, I was really, really <laughs> laughing at that. And I thought, no, okay, this is a case of too much. I'm glad it's you good. enjoyed it. I'm As I'm sure we it. have mentioned once or twice before, we, we are in the realm of Panto here. And I think a lot of this episode came under slapstick. <laughs> Panto, didn't it really? Go, going from Rimmer's salute and, and hurting himself to... To cry and <laughs> blowing that, his hand up, and then his head um, coming off after his nuts fall off. Yeah. Or bolts. It was yeah. bolts yeah. nuts. But <laughs> so I was quite enjoying myself, <laughs> really. And I thought that worked quite well. So so what did you think about the salute, Matty? Did you say that? Um, no, no, I did. I, I found the salute quite funny. Again, I probably found the second salute funnier than the first one. 
Exactly. It was on the joke. That it was, was, and it was the, also, I know the whole, you know, he does the swirly hand thing and that was the thing. I've never seen him do the hand thing afterwards where he waved his hand down slowly. That was like a, a falling leaf. leaf. Yeah, that was it, a falling leaf. I thought he was going to do that, but no, the, the falling leaf thing, that was a new one for me It as was well. almost balletic. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> but when he did it backwards, that, that's, that's what got me. It's, but in contrast to uh, season seven Rimmer woes, I mean, the Rimmer's back, right? And that, so, is, yeah. that is what is ticking so many boxes for me because I really felt the loss of Rimmer in um, the in Series 7 and I'm, I'm really glad that he's back. No, I really felt he came back and, and the scenes in the last episode with Lister and Rimmer, brilliant old-style Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. This with the captain, um, not Lister and Rimmer, but, you know, some great stuff with the... The pile of cream I like. Rimmer works when he has a foil, doesn't he, really? Because he will irritate anybody and uh, it almost doesn't matter who because he he injects a dynamic because he's going to wind up whichever character he interacts. But I know we're talking about characters returning and I feel like a true return of true Holly. But Holly wasn't in this episode. No, his voice was in it. In the second part, was he? Only briefly. Because I've yeah. written down, no Holly. I, then think, I knew we, you'd be upset. Then we will return to that comment in the next episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our first. There will be confusions because, right, for everyone listening, I did just basically watch a film of Red Dwarf, not episodes. Yeah, there's an extended version uh, out there, so there's definitely another version. Because apparently it meant to go out as an extended version originally, I think. It, the way I watched it, it felt very much like a Red Dwarf film. Yes. The way it was put together, I didn't feel like I was watching episodes. I felt like I was watching a film. So, so I, I wonder I wonder how much of an effort there was to do that. But yeah, the fact there was no Holly in this. If it was this longer version, then would we have noticed there was no Holly because he would have been in it? Yeah. You know. See, that's my thought. Maybe that's where I was seeing it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll get to Holly again, I'm sure, in the next episode, because he does obviously appear. Oh, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get to that next, next week. week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, again, structurally, I think, if we talk about that, I mean, they were still in this episode separate like they were in the first episode, mm. weren't they, really? So it, it was taking its old merry time to get mm. them all together. Rimmer on his own here. Then we get Kachansky and Crichton on his own. And, you know... They're not together, and actually, no Holly. Cat was there much cat in this one? The cat didn't didn't really had a trial. First set of trials, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sort of a good 10, 11 minutes through. Because I kept thinking, where's cat? But I tell you what, in the trial, didn't he make them all look so good? <laughs> <laughs> didn't it look so cool the way they do it? The Red Wolf Podcast. The reality is, I think that they 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 will have always planned to show this as a as a, as a one piece, and I think that makes some of some of the edit points probably a bit clunky because it was never meant to be that way. Uh, if you look at the structure, episode structure of the series, like why would you do... We've had, uh, I know, many comments in earlier series about how, hang on a minute, at the end of that episode, they were doing this and then it, it reset for the next one. It's not something that they often do. There is a story arc, but they can completely ignore what happened last week in next week. So a three-parter is, I don't think, was their original intention. I think probably not. It's, it's they nice they to put it this. together, and they've done a good job of doing that using the, using the Hollister as the as the uh, equivalent to Holly. Sort of. We had our uh, recaps as we just we mentioned. Do you know when Rimmer gives the captain a muffin? It's yes, this yes, Tesco yes. yes. <laughs> on, on the cover. Yeah. Case. <laughs> it's this Tesco on the muffin. Tesco, when little helps. How someone let. 
a Tesco logo, logo Alfred slip Hitch, Alfred and filmed it, and then in edit, it still wasn't picked up. Blows my mind. Twenty-three years ago, though, still then they would have had pretty high standards. Yeah, this, is, this is a production company that's let one of the actors go home before they finish shooting their scenes. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that was a few more years ago. I yeah, know, yeah. but still, get still. over it, Dad. Get over it, Kachansky. <laughs> but yeah, but, but Kachansky. Let's talk Kachansky just, just for a moment. We just said Cat's not in it that much. There's not that much to say about Cat, is there? Really? He had his little Towards whisper. The yeah. Towards the end. end. The mops. The mops. We'll go there. Can we go there in a minute? Oh, look at that face. Oh. Someone's not best pleased. Someone's not happy with Dwayne Dimblis. Let's go there in a minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I had actually forgotten how beautiful Chloe Annette is. She is stunning. She, yeah, she is. I believe that she was slightly better served in this than she was in some of the episodes in Series 7. I, I think. think we said this um, back in uh, the episode one for this trilogy that they weren't throwing stupid lines at her that weren't suitable for her. Yeah. Really. And, uh, and yeah, she didn't really have a great deal of jokes, did she, in this? She had a massive snog. She had the massive snog, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a slightly different thing. But, um, um, but, yeah, she didn't have loads to do until that point. I think I was just about to write, Chancey's not doing much, and then they, we had all the scene mm-hmm. with the sexual magnetism stuff and mm. uh, <laughs> and then moving on to the bit we're going to talk about in a minute. But, but she didn't have loads beyond that. Uh, should we talk about the uh, sexual magnetism stuff? Because I, I almost feel as though we could get a theme of the week out of this, and we haven't had one for a while. Yeah. And I, was, I, was sort of, um, I was sort of hesitant to go here, but... Go on, you're how, going to. I'm just wondering... From today's point of view, how acceptable we see this sexual magnetism <laughs> use of the virus? Yeah, sexual you know, magnetism in the it, workplace. It's, it's like a it's like a bit of a spike my drink type effect, isn't it? You're getting people against their will to uh, perform acts of a sexual nature. Oh, we're going there. What we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I hesitate, <laughs> we're going there. What do we think? Is it funny? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I. Things like that, I call it the friends effect. It's like things that back then would have been funny. Yeah. Our standards, our beliefs, and all that have changed. Well, this is why it's interesting. So to they talk wouldn't about be done. Now. I wanted to go there. Yeah, but by their standards, I watched that. Yeah, perfectly funny. I I didn't feel like that was. I didn't feel like it was out of line or anything. I felt like for the time of what it was, it was a funny joke. It did work. It was so overblown. Their yeah. reactions yeah. were so caricatured almost pantomime they were it wasn't there was so there was no there was no guile and subterfuge if that makes sense they weren't being you know those 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 female characters weren't being gulled of course they were because he'd taken this virus but it wasn't that was the extent of his manipulation it was just i'm going to take this and see what happens but so i don't think i think it i think it was the right side of the line but but there are two things i would i would like to say about that Firstly, there are other things in the episodes that I think are slightly that are slightly more inappropriate. We'll come back to that in a minute. However, uh, the second thing I want to say is that it does come back to bite Rimmer on the ass with the fact is that every woman wants to kind of have sex with him, and, and especially when the well, shall we say, not quite so attractive, slightly dumpy woman is like kid clubbing after <laughs> him in the heels, and then his face as he sort of smushed up against the the, the captain's galley window, and then she, she's there by him. He's clearly not enjoying himself, so I can imagine he's regretting taking it. Then I think again the other the, the last bit that I think makes this acceptable is because in classic Rimmer way, everything he's ever wanted, is and it, and, it, and it still effectively backfires because 
he manages to it, it manages to be a, a, an irritation for him rather than just you know amazing. It's Rimmer, of course it goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, but 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 within the joke, and, and and we are looking at it from our point of view now, which we have done since the beginning of the series, and we've always talked about different um, jokes that wouldn't be made now, whether they're racial ones or homophobic ones or whatever. So I think this is uh, worth talking about just for a, a minute or two. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it did obviously cross my mind that Kachansky is clearly embarrassed or didn't want to do that with Lister. The thing is, they also did this same potion thing idea in Harry Potter. Which was oh, and that's been heavily criticised. Yeah, but that's the thing. But that was in fairly modern times, wasn't it? And that was well, no, end of nineties, really. Harry Potter. No, that that episode was what that would have been the second book or something when it was written. It was late nineties, right? Oh yeah, true. No, when I was writing, you're talking about the the love potion. Yeah, that's in the sixth book when Ron drinks the. um... Oh, there's earlier stuff as well. But there's earlier stuff with. um... Moaning Myrtle in the bathroom. Luck <laughs> <laughs> virus and stuff. Oh yeah, we said was like the luck virus when we originally mm. well, they originally picked up the two viruses, which I think was in. It was Mr. Flibble's Mr. episode. Flibble. Ah, quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. Mr. Flibbles is yeah. very angry. Yeah, so it was, that was quarantine. So, but yeah, I mean, but it does cross cross my mind from our point of view, and we've we've talked about these sorts of things. What would you write now? Some people. Would say yes. Some people would say no. Maybe would would you? I don't know. It sort of yeah. struck me as interesting. I still found a lot of it amusing. Yeah, but it 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 did still have me thinking. Okay, it was a very okay. sort of common joke at the time, though, because look at like of Red Dwarf. You know, Harry Potter had it. Friends had that sort of joke in there as well. And it was, and not only was it what, used then, it was quite the lap virus and the sexual no, virus. Well, no, but they had a lot of like um, Joey in Friends. Who basically was your? You couldn't put, for example, you couldn't put the character like Joey in a modern series now. The, the people just wouldn't have it. But I don't think anyone was um, being taken advantage of. Sixty as well. If know. if he was um, <laughs> if he was going in and girls fancied him, that's just because they fancied him, not, not just against on. their will. Yeah. I suppose. Well, that that is interesting. You made that aside there. Um, yes, because. Um, oh, I hear what he said. Well, we said not, <laughs> not just, just the girls, girls. <laughs> when we were talking. Because, you know, Rimmer, when all virused up, was walking past male crew members and not getting a look. Yeah. Now, if, the, that. if that show had been 10 years before, they'd have given him a look and you'd have had some ooh, ducky theme tune to it. And it would have been, it, through our current prison, cool. we'd have looked at that and thought, oh, forgive me. That has that that not done so well. So I'm glad that they chase. didn't, but at the same time, they didn't approach the idea that he had sexual magnetism to everybody. It was just the females. It well, no, of course, because the sexual magnetism would still work against any particular person who would be attracted to him potentially normally, shall we say? I, I think yeah. this being Rimmer, we can establish that no one is potentially attracted to him yeah. normally. Well, Evon Magruder was before that. The virus, <laughs> and he just took advantage of that because obviously the uh, first three chapters, or was it first, first three, three pages? Yeah. First three chapters of Karma first twenty three pages of oh, the Karma Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> just an interesting thought. Well, I thought it was interesting anyway. It feels a couple of minutes of our podcast. Come on. It was a theme of the week. A theme of the week. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I thought there was something else that was a lot less. Appropriate. Go for it. Um, and do Parkinson's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Catching invites um, 
Remember to dinner with uh, some removal men and a group of people suffering with Parkinson's disease. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not laughing because it's. It, it, I, I did think not terribly suitable for these days. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we also had a a German tourist joke. That was the other one. I see. The stupid are everywhere. <laughs> That's really funny. The stupid are everywhere. And, oh no, and also, of course, um, maybe it's a good thing, but the Italians cupping themselves. So. <laughs> Do you remember that, that joke where, when uh, Crichton was talking to Kachansky? Oh. And, and the, the only androids with giving a penis. Yes, yeah. Uh, were the Italian models. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, they were issued to, um, to work on Italian starships. <laughs> What's the saying? If you've got nothing to swing, you can't be with Bing. <laughs> So um, yeah, I mean, did we like the crying stuff? I'd mentioned that briefly with the uh, the um, slapstick element with his hand going across the room and then his bolts being taken out and his head falling off. I found that amusing. I did. Mm-hmm. I liked it when he went and got undressed. I, 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 yeah, I laughed out loud. I yeah. genuinely did. Yeah. I thought that whole scene. And you're right. It was slapstick. There was a, just a prompt from the from the doctor, uh, and, and and then visual gags. I, I did really enjoy. Yeah, it. quite a lot of visual. And, and oh, the doctor by the way. Do we know who that? And this is probably not worthy of going in. The Doctor, there, that was played by Geoffrey Beavers, who played the Master in the in nineteen eighty, in the Keeper of Traken. Really? Oh, yeah, not worth going in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, what about the Data Doctor? Your mechanoid appears to have developed the following rogue emotions. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was brilliant. His face, that that, yeah. that facial expression, that is great. I love, I love that. Robert Llewellyn's very good. Well, we are getting treated to a lot of his his stupid facial expressions and particularly his attempts at ambivalence again. <laughs> he still hasn't nailed it though. No. But he, he he also you know once he had all I I know why they they changed his voice because they were trying to emphasise the change, but I don't quite know where that voice came from. I wrote down. Oh, I, thought he, it was, I think it was he, just a, a he's homage got, to the the original well, actor. Well, mm-hmm. perhaps so. You know, I I wrote down he's gone a bit Downton Abbey, and then there was the um, and then there was the, uh, the 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 suggestion of what his voice sounded like. My name is Crichton. I am programmed to serve. Can I be of service? <laughs> David Ross, who obviously originally played Crichton, second series actually was considered and asked to come in to voiceover for Crichton when he was to be term returned back to his factory settings. And then it was even discussed that he would temporarily return to play Crichton when he was reduced to his factory oh, settings. that would have been good. Yeah, but they then discovered that Robert Lewin, um was able to imitate his accent as best they could. I reckon so that consideration was like... The same as us talking about it here, to be honest. It's about that, yeah. yeah. Like, should we get him back? Well, no, he was asked. He did accept that he could come back. And um, he said he would come back, but then they decided just to get him to imitate the accent instead. Anything else we want to mention in particular? We've had theme of the week. Uh, we've had uh, some interesting stuff there. Anything else in particular you guys want to bring up? Yes. Go for it. Uh, when Rimmer injects himself in the crotch... And wax himself with the hammer. Yes, I've got a random cock injection. Well, yes. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you actually doing? Well, it wasn't actually explained. He was just injecting himself. Okay. Which was bizarre. Well, I, um, I got what he was doing, but but at the same time, it, it was a little bit. It was. What, it was you quite... suddenly go into a medical bay and inject yourself with what? And then start precisely, hitting yourself precisely. in the groin with a mallet. It was quite bottom. 
which I don't mind because I like bottom. Yeah. But it was it was it was quite like that. This was one of the things that at the beginning I was saying was it, suddenly there was lots of stuff going on that seemed a bit odd, and it did feel like that someone said, "Oh, it'd be funny if," and um, and then. For once, I think it looks better in the title sequence than it does in the actual mm. show. Let's not go to how much to spoil in the title, title sequence. There's a few things, really. Oh, yeah. You've never liked that. No, yeah. it does have that nice bit of Chloe and that being attracted to yeah. someone who we don't know who it is because it's probably in part three. Um. <clears throat> I've never really understood why they've done that, why they do that. Well, the Dwayne Dibley bit, which we are coming to, is obviously signposted again in the title sequence. Mm-hmm. that's already been shown to us. Again, you've lost the impact of it. Just before we go, there was another injection that didn't make a tremendous amount of sense. At one point, someone injects Crichton to knock him out. He's an android. What are you injecting him with? Oh, what is he in the toilet? Yeah. What are you injecting him with? WD-40? <laughs> I mean, what? what is that about? But anyway, it just jarred for me. Yeah, uh, that whole scene jarred for me, to be honest with you. That was another one. It's all like, that one felt laboured a little bit for me, the... Uh, when he marches them all at gunpoint. Yes. I I had a big problem with that scene as well, but for a whole other reason. Go on, what's your reason? Was it, hang on, it wasn't like the toilets in Lewis's, was it? No. (laughs) (laughs) The fact is, when when it was panning across, I don't know if it was, it was obviously to do with the lighting, but really, the psychologist doctor his legs are not that color his legs are not his legs are not excuse me he has stockings on his legs are not bright blue white he has stockings on why would he have stockings on because that's his um thing comedy and he happens to be wearing suspenders under his uniform that's the joke that's his pastime. Well, I couldn't see suspenders, obviously, um, watching our little DVD player, but... Um, <sighs> there you go, the advantage of having a bigger, high-resolution television. I've said before, I can't cope with big screens. <laughs> they, make, they make me feel sick. Do they not sell them in Lewis's? Do-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so they, they were stockings. But, I mean, like I said, I didn't find that scene particularly great myself anyway. Oh! The Dibley family! <laughs> What did we think of the little green bag reservoir dog moment? <laughs> I mean, I didn't like it. Okay, I think we've gathered that. Dan, what did you think about it? It was a moment. I don't think it had to last as long as it did. They could have just done it with a almost with a with a, almost a still and then just moved on. Well, I, I didn't like the green, little from. green bag parts when it originally came out. I mean, it obviously wasn't that far away from Reservoir Dogs. Three years, but I think five it, years. I think that parody had been done to death by that point. Anyway, but um, the, and it was also laid in with the Dwayne Dibley bit, which we haven't quite got to yet, but let's do it now. Um, which I thought was grossly unnecessary. Okay, that bit was unnecessary, but one bit that did make me laugh were the uh, two robots. The scatters. With the scatters with well, them. Well, the that, scat- that was well, we funny. had scatters, didn't we? That was nice. Yeah, scatters. That was yeah. nice. That, that made me laugh. Yeah, and that did, that did play into old red dwarf scatters doing silly things like that. Yeah. A nice little aside. But, but yeah, personally, you know how I felt about bringing back Dwayne Dibley in the past. <laughs> and this seemed even more sort of like... Let's dress up as the Dibley family. Because once again, you got that, yay, when when he did. So that that really didn't go down that well for me. Um, Dan, what did you think? We could have happily lived without it. It was was crowbarred in. And I know why they did it, because they've, you know, everybody 
tested really well. Everyone reacted really, really well to Dwayne Dibley, but I think there's diminishing returns personally. Yeah, and then putting in the Reservoir Dogs bit as well at that moment, which I felt was a little bit worn. It felt double whammy to me. I've written Bob and Madge. The Scutters? The Scutters were called Bob and Madge. Is that a fact? But then, of course, the episode ended on the Scutters coming out. So, yeah, yeah it clearly probably wasn't written as a uh, mm. place to stop originally, I suppose. Mm. However, that's where it stopped. And that's no. where it stopped, so it was a bit of a damp squib of an ending. And you're saying this is the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy? No. I am your father. Oh! No, 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 I, I was suggesting <laughs> that it could be treated as such, but there was a touch of irony in my voice. Good. 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 <laughs> right. Okay. Let's go. Um, let's let's go around again, shall we? There, there were more good moments in this. So, so we we we've discussed that. Yeah, we've got some random stuff. Other good moments. Let's go the same order, Matty. Crichton picturing Kachansky naked and then finding it very funny. I, I, that made me laugh. You liked that? Yeah. It wasn't naked. It was on the loo anyway. On the loo. <laughs> on the loo. Sorry. <laughs> I, I know. I keep confusing it because they always say when you're nervous, picture your, the audience naked. Yes. Like that. I've never heard the picture them on the loop. Well, yeah. it's entirely possible that... Well, I know which one I'd rather picture. It, it, it's possible that they'd worked out that they could do this scene where if they thought of them on the loo, he could frog march them to the loo. It's, uh, we'd, we'd probably be into a position, another conversation about coercive, coercive control. Mm. He pulled a gun out and told them to strip. So I think probably best in this case he marched them to the toilet as much as, much as you think that line, that, that, that scene was yeah. a bit of yeah. subject to next week. <laughs> think of the week. Think of the week. <laughs> Is it all right nowadays to... <laughs> Take your money, gun on people and tell them to strip. <laughs> How do we feel about that? <laughs> Today's modern sensibilities probably. And it won't have gone mad. Crazy. Dear him, dear him, dear him. So, Dan, have we got um, another bit from you? A few, um, a few, but I think probably the one that, one that cheered me the most was uh, up the digger, lickety split. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It came back from part one to reinforce that. Absolutely, it's the old rimmer. Absolutely. Okay, another early one that I liked was the. Uh, we tired a little bit of some of the uh, analogies in the past. Well, I, I certainly did, but mm-hmm. I, I think they've gone up a step a little bit. And uh, and we had one about uh, leprechauns' testicles, yeah. brains. I Brain the size of a leprechaun's testicles. Brains yeah. the size of a leprechaun's testicles. In general, those things have gone up a step this series so far the analogies I think. yeah mm. yeah i think i'm gonna choose uh Crichton saying if you've got nothing to swing then you can't be with bing talking about his lack of genitals <laughs> <laughs> i was a bit worried well and then obviously very good insert i tell you one thing i didn't mention when you're talking about the data doctor was um um his cheek in his face i think that's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was lovely anyway so um, overall, where are we falling on this? Seven seven point five out of ten. Is this what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it was well paced. Even if there were some bits I'd have I'd have, li- I'd have lifted out, it was good. It moved us along. And you mentioned earlier on, you know, they're taking. If we assume that this was a, a, a this three parter was originally one long part, they are taking some time in 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 a in a three parter to to get them all back together. They have now, but I think in doing that, we've we've been reminded about the characters. We've got one back and yeah we probably wouldn't have noticed the the absence of of, of holly and really the cat 
um, if if we'd seen this as in long form, as Matty did. Yeah, no. yeah, it just it just was taking the time a little bit, I think. Mm. But but um, but yeah, not too bad. Not, not a classic, I don't think, but but good fun, good fun. I enjoy I enjoyed it very much, and I think it was. I don't know if it's a case of because we haven't watched it in such a long time. I don't know if it was if it was more that. I was, I was very happy when I was watching it. I think it's got yeah. some of the old energy back. Yeah. Even if it's not quite as successful as its sort of peak, I, th- I think it has some of that old energy. There definitely seems to be a, a, a bit of a, re- a bit of a reset mm. in in terms of style. I think, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, and I think in a weird way, even though it was part two of a three parter, it was a nice one to come back to after a long time, because you were reminded of all those characters and all the things that we've liked since. It started back so episode one because there were so many calls to that. Yeah, it was kind of a nice sort of nostalgic hit, and I liked that side of it. Cool. Okay, well, shall we wrap it up here then, gents? And uh, I will see you next time for part three. Okay. Okay. Well, it's goodbye from me, Matthew. Goodbye from me, Matt. It's goodbye from me, Matty. And it's goodbye from me, Dan. Alright, Mr. Paper, is this all the same same show, these two? No, no, I just don't know why I just changed it over. Yeah, because I'm, I'm joking aside, that does come out on the recording. <laughs> Rude. Like his creaky chair. Yes. I'm just the rickety chair. Rickety chair.